The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is October 26th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us on this National Pumpkin Day. <gasps> Today is National Pumpkin Today Day. Today is National Pumpkin Day. Oh, I love it. Do you have a pumpkin? No. What? I don't have it out yet. Well, I mean, go buy one. I got to go get one. Yeah. I'm excited. I yeah. was... Uh, over at some friend's house yesterday, and the uh, younger girls uh, like, oh, you got to come see my pumpkin. Yeah. They had an orange one and a white one. Nice. Now, I've been seeing a lot of really big white pumpkins around. Yes, they're becoming more popular. Yeah. Yeah. I just read that, in fact. Did you really? I did. Yeah. Oh, and of course, there's, in fact, maybe we'll get it ready for the end, The Great Pumpkin. Yes. You know, Charlie Brown's story. Pumpkin. I bet you you're probably going to find it on the on the uh, TV this weekend. Yeah. Some, oh, I'm sure. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know what other ones I see, the pumpkins? The ones that have warts all over all them. All those naughty ones. <laughs> have you seen yeah, those? Yeah, the knots on yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah. yeah, those actually are kind of cool, yeah. too. I think so. And I like the Cinderella pumpkins. Those beautiful, yeah. round, bright orange yeah. Just beautiful one. Those are my favorite. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I had my brother would go for the ones that were real long and thin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And then we'll have an array of pumpkins here pretty soon in our front yard. You want some pumpkin trivia? Oh, for sure. All right, here you go. This is your pumpkin trivia for this morning. The word pumpkin originated, the word pumpkin originated from the word peepon. That's P-E-P-O-N, P-E-P-O-N, peepon, which means large melon in Greek. Really? That's it. I love it. That's That's how the word pumpkin came to be. The United States produces 1.5 billion pounds of pumpkins every year. What state produces oh. more than any other state? Uh, let's see here. Um, I will guess uh, Arkansas. Incorrect. Okay. <laughs> You've got 49 more okay. chances. Uh, and it's not Hawaii. It's not Hawaii. I'm going to go not Alaska either. In fact, I think I might stay away from the northern states. Iowa. Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Along with their corn? It starts with an I. Indiana. Starts with an I. <laughs> Illinois. There you go. <laughs> That's it, Illinois. I'm glad I knew that many I-named states. The land of, isn't that the land of Lincoln? And the land oh, of pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, land of pumpkin. I love it. Well, if you were paying attention this week, remember we were talking about Pope Francis' zacchetto yeah. that he wears? Called literally Little Pumpkin. That's right. what it translates to. That's right. Pumpkins <laughs> are great. Pumpkins are. You know the best way to have pumpkins around? In a pie. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and my favorite this time of year, I've pumpkin been looking pie. At, I've been looking at those. They're popping up in the stores now. And it's just like I was talking to my wife last night about, ooh, should we get a pumpkin pie? And she's, eh, not yet. Not that way, quite not, yet. Not quite yet. I will fondly remember that... Uh, Suzanne, our caterer, yeah. she often, I don't think we got it this year. There was something different, but she made these pumpkin bars for us one oh, time. Oh, I know what you're you talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I do indeed. I yes. 
I enjoyed more than my share. Some <laughs> yes. of those were fantastic. I think I did too. I enjoyed pumpkin bread, pumpkin spice latte, a yeah. pumpkin candle. Yep. I enjoy pumpkins any way they come. I, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned pumpkin bread. I, I like pumpkin bread, and I haven't had pumpkin bread in a while. Oh, that sounds good. I got to look for that in the bakery. There you go. Do they have any pumpkin bread? You're welcome. Sometimes with the little <laughs> uh, walnuts in it too. Yeah, I, I prefer the um, pecans. Okay. It, oh, it, yeah. Those are interchangeable. Yeah. A lot of people, when they eat walnuts, you get that that kind of funny feeling in your mouth. Right. Yeah. It just kind of irritates it a little bit. Pecans don't do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. There you go. Uh, speaking of pumpkins, the proverbial frost on the pumpkin is coming up here. Did you see the forecast? I stepped outside from the studio yesterday afternoon, and I was like, whoa. I know. It's... Why is it so cold in yeah. the middle of the afternoon? It was chilly. We are below normal, too. Big time. Like 10, 12 degrees <laughs> cooler than normal. At least the highs. Now the lows, you know, you can drop down. But we're talking like maybe Friday night, 33. Yikes. They got a frost, uh, a freeze watch and a frost watch. Uh, so we'll talk about it in the forecast. All so, right. But anyway, Sounds good. Pumpkin day. Enjoy, enjoy your pumpkin today. Uh, what do you have coming up? Well, strong words from Pope Francis, who called it a scandal to see lots of lace. On a priest vestment. Hmm. This is really interesting. Yeah. Got okay. after him yeah. a little bit yeah. today. So, and you, you and I, we talked about this this morning. Uh, sadly, Gosh. another mass shooting, and this is a bad I one in May. Just, yeah. I don't know when we can uh, stop doing know, this, having to it, announce so, it. Yeah, but, but we'll, we'll have that story for you in the news as well. All right, we got a great show ahead for you this morning. Let's start things now with Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We bless your name for your faithfulness, your love, your mercy, your righteousness. You are welcome in this place. We honor you, we give you praise, give you praise, singing Alleluia, 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 we sing your praise. Satisfy, you hear our cry, your mighty power, your gentle gaze, you are exalted in this place, in this place, singing Alleluia, 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 we sing. Our souls we give to you 
Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. It is 709 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this National Pumpkin Day. Going to carve that pumpkin tonight. I'm going to go get some. Go, go get some pumpkins. Uh, and coming up this Sunday, Jesuit High School's open house. So you're going to hear about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship. A place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. 
Mater Dei Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Mater Dei Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MontredayRadio.com. That's MontredayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. And it is 712 here at Mater Day Radio. Grab a coat before you head out the door. Mm-hmm. It's a chilly morning. We begin drying out today and clouds will begin to break up, but temperature is going to be below normal over the next few days. So today, cloudy morning out there, going to make way for some sunshine in the afternoon. Highs getting to just 52 degrees. <laughs> That's not very warm. Overnight, we see temperatures really drop down to 36 degrees. Then Friday, more sunshine, just not warm temperatures, highs 54 degrees. I know they're saying a frost advisory and a freeze advisory as well. So uh, Ooh, all that's right. going to get a little chilly. Did we skip fall and went right into winter? <laughs> well, hopefully fall will come back. Uh, 44 degrees at St. John Fisher Church in Portland. And it is 42 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, it should be a busy day at Jesuit High School Sunday. That would be October 29th. That's when Jesuit will be holding its annual open house for interested students and families from 1 to 4 p.m. at its campus, located on Beaverton-Hillsdale Highway in the Portland-Beaverton area. Joining the Morning Blend this morning with the details is Jesuit's Admissions Director, Aaron DeClotz. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Great to talk with you again. Hey, David. Good morning. Good, to, Great to talk with you. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I love the fall and I love back to school. So a lot of uh, smiling faces walking through the halls of Jesuit. Oh, for sure. Along with the golden leaves and the beautiful campus. But also, yeah, the spirit's high. The energy's always high in the fall. Tons of activities, especially focused on our new students, our freshmen, but also just football games and all the fall sports, the assemblies, the dances. We had our homecoming dance. There's always something going on at Jesuit. We had our first junior encounter retreat last weekend. So um, there's never a dull moment here at Jesuit. It's a lot of fun. I know from a fact, from being there with the daughters back in the day, and uh, it is a great time of year. And now you're in preparation for your big open house, as I mentioned That's coming up on Sunday, October 29th. So how are preparations going? Oh, it's busy, busy. Yeah, every every hour I'm working on the event. It's um, there's it's the one day when everyone comes out. We will have coaches, teachers, parent volunteers, student ambassadors. Um, Everyone will be all hands on deck to show off our community to anyone interested in learning more. All of our prospective families out there, middle school students and their parents are invited. Just from historically looking at the numbers, how, how many folks come through the open house? It's a, it's a three-hour event, so you have an opportunity for a lot of folks to come through. 
Yeah, we typically have between seven and 800 families, which then, of course, turns out to be a couple thousand people when you add up the numbers. Sure. Absolutely. So pre-registration required, correct? Yeah, that's a new feature since the COVID pandemic. Uh, We started that during that time to spread out our um, population and we everyone sort of liked it and people are now used to doing that. So we do do pre-registration. Right. So, yeah. So again, that can be at uh, Jesuits website. I've got it here. So if you're interested in pre-registering, that would be jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. And in fact, I'm, I'm looking at your website right now, and you really have a lot of nice resources about admissions on your webpage, including, I see here, admission chats with Aaron DeClotz. That's right. So what we try to do is a lot of people have particular questions about their student or about a certain program. And instead of emailing me, it's just nice to have some FaceTime so people don't have to come into the office to talk to me. They can click on a Zoom link every Tuesday and Friday, starting after the open house. Of course, right now I don't have time for the chat, but after open house, I will have plenty of time for a couple of months uh, for people to come on. And sometimes it's just one person. Sometimes I have a group of people, but it's a really great opportunity for one-on-one chatting. I've been here so long and I know I'm kind of the generalist about Jesuit, so I know a little bit about everything. I've been a parent myself. I've taught here 31 years. So, um, yeah. That's great. What what did you teach, by the way? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Spanish and English for 17 years, and then I've been in admissions for 14. Uh, That's great. Well, again, Erin DeClot, she is the admissions director, Jesuit High School, their big open house, coming up on Sunday, October 29th, 1 to 4 p.m. there on the campus, Beaverton Hillsdale Highway. So give us an idea of what the day will be like. If I'm a family bringing my child into the open house, what are we going to experience? Yeah, it'll be a really good, um, I guess, kaleidoscope of opportunities. One of the main features will be our student-produced video. We have a new, a, a thriving media productions program at Jesuit, which would be of interest, of course, to you as a yeah. media productions person yourself, um, where students not only do podcasts and lots of video production, they're doing a feature video for our event that will Um, kind of explain our mission and the profile of the Jesuit graduate, which is the type of person that we're hoping to form as um, a graduate of our school, not only academically, but as a person, their heart and soul. So it includes um, characteristics like being loving, being religious, being committed to doing justice, being open to growth. And the video that the students Um, produced is all about those characteristics and how they think Jesuit um, kind of encourages and develops those characteristics in them as people. And so we speak to the video has features five seniors, each one talking about one of the elements of the profile. So that's one big feature. They'll also be able to take a tour with one of our student ambassadors Um, and create a little connection with one. We're hoping to have a one-on-one connection, so one ambassador to one family. We have a student panel that will talk about all questions of student life and what it's like to be a student at Jesuit. We'll have a session with our principal, Khalid Maxey, and vice principal, Malia Bernards, talking about academics and admissions at Jesuit. We'll have every single 
academic program on deck to answer questions and to show off their curriculum. Uh, we'll have uh, our club fair and our coaches athletic fair in our gym. So every um, athletic program will be represented there. We'll have groups like our mock trial program, our ethics bowl, model UN, our green team, which is our environmental club. All of those clubs will be available to show off what they do. Um, our choir will be singing. Our band will be playing. We have a drum line that will be playing. Uh, you can learn more about our visual arts program, our drama program. Um, you can watch our men's soccer team play on the field, the Cronin field, and our volleyball team play in our new renovated Smith gym. So you can you can see there's a lot going on everywhere. I can um, see why you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> try to try to get all that together. Well, that is wonderful. Wow, that is a comprehensive look at Jesuit High School for folks coming to the open house. Let me ask you this now. Do parents, students coming in, do they need to bring anything with them? Not really. Just an open mind and open heart to learn about um, what Jesuit can do to help really change their lives. It's an amazing place. Yeah. Uh, will you have any information, too, about uh, financial aid, anything of that nature? Oh, absolutely. Our financial aid program is something I'm really proud of. We give almost $4 million a year to our families who um, qualify for aid. We give no merit scholarships. So that's something that I just like to tell people. We choose to use every dollar of our resources to help families afford uh, the tuition. Tuition, you know, now amongst all the Catholic, most of the Catholic schools here um, in Portland is about 18000 It's about the same for all of us. And that's a lot of money. So our average financial aid package is very generous. It's $11,700 is our average package. So you can see that really brings it down to be much more affordable for the families who qualify. Yeah. Um, so there will be a table there with with our CFO who can answer questions about financial aid and, and about how to apply, et cetera. That's uh, wonderful. It's great to hear. Again, it is the Jesuit High School Open House. It's coming up a week from this Sunday, October 29th, 1 to 4 p.m., right there on the Jesuit campus on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland-Beaverton area, and you do need to pre-register, and you can do that on the Jesuit website. That would be jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. Erin DeClotz, she is the admissions director at Jesuit High School, and she's very busy, so we're going to let her go. So thank you so much, Erin. Great to talk with you again, and just to have a wonderful open house. Always wonderful. Thank you, David. Have a blessed day to you and all your listeners. Thank you. You as well. It is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. Gosh, she makes going to Jesuit <laughs> High School sound like such a great yes. time. Uh, she's she's wonderful. Again, that's this Sunday. If you're interested, and go to their website, uh, Jesuit's website, if you want to register and uh, go to the event on Sunday. But yeah, it's uh, again, with my daughters going there and doing the open houses, it's really a, a really a nice event for sure. I don't have any kids high school age anymore, so but I might just take a walk around anyway. Just <laughs> There you go. Yeah. You know. You never know. <laughs> well, great events like that are found on our community calendar. So if you are looking for something to do, a ministry event that you like to attend, a special re- retreat, 
Well, go no further than the community calendar at Mater Day Radio. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to the calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. It also has an integrated mapping system. Well, if you're looking to get to Jesuit High School, though, that'll get you right to where you need to go. It is, again, our community calendar. More information on getting something posted can also be found at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows, Overcoming Shame. And when people shame you by refusing you alms, you should give thanks to God for that, because in recompense for shame, we receive great honor before the judgment seat of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you should know that shame is imputed not to the one who suffers it, but to the one who inflicts it. And alms are the inheritance of the justice due the poor, which our Lord Jesus Christ acquired for us. You who labor to acquire alms, then, have a great reward and also enrich those who give to you. For everything that people leave behind in the world will perish, but for the charity and almsgiving they've practiced, they will have the reward from the Lord. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree. But we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio, and we'll have the details on that mass shooting in Maine. That's coming up in the news. And strong words from Pope Francis telling priests, get rid of the lace. I'll explain what he said coming up in news. First, here is Jackie Bisson and touch the sky. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. When fortune lies beyond the stars Those dazzling heights too fast to climb I got so hard to fall so far But I found heaven is love's right
Jackie Biston with Touch the Sky. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, at least 16 people were killed in a mass shooting at a restaurant and a bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine on Wednesday night, according to multiple law enforcement sources. And officials say the death toll could surpass 20 with dozens more injured. Lewiston is the state's second largest city in Maine and is about 36 miles north of Portland, Maine. An intensive manhunt is underway for a known suspect, and police are asking residents to shelter in place. 
The mass shootings happened at Schmenegi's Bar and Spare Time Recreation. Spare Time is the bowling alley. Photos released by law enforcement as they search for the suspect showed a man with a hooded sweatshirt and a black rifle with what appeared to be a scope attached. The violence added to the list of 565 mass shootings reported across the United States this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. So many of the schools there in that area, Portland included, Portland, Maine, are closed today mm. as they search for oh, the uh, suspect. For sure that yeah. they don't have this man in custody yet. Mm, wow. Yeah. So frightening. Yeah. Prayers for those the victims, for those that are still recovering and trying right. to recover and those families. Okay. I don't know when is going to be the last one before we say enough. I know. I don't know. Well, Pope Francis denounced clericalism and called it a scandal to see young priests buying lace vestments in tailor shops in a strongly worded speech to the Synod on Synodality on Wednesday, speaking to an assembly of hundreds of synod members on October 25th, the Pope said that when clerics overstep their roles and mistreat the people of God, they disfigure the face of the church with macho and dictatorial attitudes. Pope Francis described the faithful people of God as patiently and humbly enduring the scorn, mistreatment, and marginalization of institutionalized clericalism. Well, the Pope made his speech during the final week of the nearly month-long Synod Assembly where he listened to the interventions of cardinals, bishops, priests, religious sisters, and lay people speaking about synodality and their experiences in the church. The Pope added that he was pained to find that some parish offices offer a price list for sacramental services like a supermarket salvation where priests act as mere employees of a multinational company. He said, either the church is the faithful people of God on the way, holy and sinful, or it ends up being a business offering a variety of services, Pope Francis said. Well, a multi-state salmonella outbreak has caused at least 73 illnesses across 22 states, including 15 hospitalizations, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The CDC has issued a food safety alert for certain diced onion products from Gill's Onions, that's G-I-L-L-S, Gill's Onions, that have been linked to the outbreak. The company has issued a voluntary recall. Now, people should not eat or serve the recalled onions or foods made with the onions, Products include some lots of diced yellow onions, diced celery and onions, diced mirepoi, and diced red onions. The affected lots had use by dates between August 8th and August 28th and are no longer being sold in the stores, but the CDC recommends checking freezers and refrigerators for any of these products so they can be thrown out or returned. CDC's website shows three people in Oregon sickened really? by the onions, uh, 17 in California and one in Idaho. So Interesting. they think the outbreak is probably bigger, but this has been, been what has been reported so far. So again, okay. those are Gill's onions. Uh, and do... I mean, don't uh, properly cooking though. Too, I, I mean, doesn't that kill off the salmonella if you're cooking? Yeah, it, I, I, at a temp, high temperature, I, maybe. I hate to say, I'm not I don't an expert. know. Yeah, so I, it seems like that might be the case. But you know what? Uh, don't risk it. <laughs> yeah. Just you can get more them. onions, right? For sure. CD says don't use them. Yeah, get rid of them. 
With the temperatures dropping and more frequent rainfall, the road work season is coming to an end. With it, one of the higher profile projects, the addition of a third lane to State Highway 14 between Southeast 164th Avenue and Interstate 205 in Vancouver is wrapping up the season and will return next spring. Over the past few months, the Washington State Department of Transportation's contractor crew completed most of a noise wall. The final panel will be placed next week, widening the north side of the highway, laid the first layer of asphalt. They removed a temporary barrier on the north side and restriped westbound Highway 14. Now, in addition to final paving, next year's work includes installing guardrails, final striping, and installing permanent signs like the electronic signs that will indicate when the part-time shoulder is open to traffic. Now, the $28 million project is on schedule and is expected to wrap up next summer. Once the project is complete, drivers will be able to use that stretch of shoulder on westbound 14 during peak times, marking the first non-bus instance of shoulder driving in Clark County. So it's been quite a project. Yeah. And I mean, Highway 14, that that connects Washougal, Camas, right. and then the, the east side of Vancouver over to 205. Everybody takes that. Yeah. I, it, it's just one you of those thoroughfares. It? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, often, often we use that. So you've been seeing the construction. It's a mess. Yeah. And traffic was still moving at very high speeds and people trying to merge. In fact, they recorded from June 9th this summer to August 15th, a little over two months. Yeah. 18 collisions Ooh, in that stretch. Yeah. I mean, they were not taking it easy. So they're just a reminder. Now, they did add a few things that greatly reduced that from August to October. So that's a that's a positive thing. So, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on out there. Right, just dri- drive slowly. Drive carefully. Uh, in sports, the new look Portland Trailblazers opened the regular season on the road last night in Los Angeles and fell to the Clippers 123 to 111. It uh, wasn't the best of starts, as the Blazers trailed by as many as 30 points at times. Malcolm Brogdon was the team's leading scorer overall. He came off the bench to finish with 20 points and five assists. Portland's prize draft pick, rookie point guard Scoot Henderson, went scoreless in the first half and finished with 11 points, nine coming in the fourth quarter when the game was out of reach. The Blazers are at home tomorrow night to face the Orlando Magic. So, yeah, uh, okay. it's going to be some growing pains, I think, for the All Blazers right. this year. No Damian Lillard, of course. So, uh, Hey, they're our team, Portland. We're going to support them, win or lose. That's right. Well, she's known as our lady of old silverware. Our lady of old silverware. I'm okay. going to tell you about her story. <laughs> okay. A plaster statue of Our Lady is on display in St. Therese of Lisieux bedroom at the Martin family home. Today, this representation of the Mother of God known as Our Lady of the Smile. However, it's merely a reproduction of the statue to which the young woman from Lusso attributed her recovery on May 13th, 1883. For a long time now, the real, and they say in quotes, real statue of the miracle has been located in a niche on the wall behind Teresa's casket, the Carmelite convent and shrine in Lusso. 
But that statue, too, in fact, is a reproduction. Now, we have to go back more than a century before these events to Paris to find the original and now lost model of the famous statue. In the mid-1700s, a parish priest of St. Sulpice wanted to adorn the chapel with a beautiful representation of the Mother of God. The pious and persevering parish priest wanted the statue to be made of silver. He couldn't afford it. Undaunted, he appealed to the generosity of his parishioners, but with a creative twist. Rather than asking for money, he started collecting their silver cutlery. Whenever he visited the homes of the wealthiest members of his flock, he never left without silver spoons and forks donated by his host. Small streams flowing together turn into big rivers and small utensils become beautiful statues. So for many years, the statue was located in the chapel at the back of St. Sulpice. Unfortunately, the statue was melted down during the French Revolution. Nonetheless, the statue and the devotion attached to it lived on through its reproductions, along with its now popular name, Our Lady of Old Silverware. How about that? Isn't that a great story? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday, beginning at 9 a.m., is a Life and Ministry Day retreat in Silverton at St. Paul's Catholic Church. The Respect Life Committee hosts the post-abortive mother, author, and speaker, Elizabeth Gillette. Morning coffee and lunch is provided. The retreat will be followed by time for confession and mass with Theodore Father Theodore Lang. No cost, however, donations are gladly accepted to benefit Salem Right to Life. Please RSVP to reserve a copy of the book. And remember, you you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. So for the past few weeks, we've been talking about Healing the Whole Person Conference. It's going to be a big event at Our Lady of the Lang Church in Happy Valley. You're going to hear more about it right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor of Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver, Washington. Let us pray the prayer for peace by St. Therese of Lisieux. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, eternal priest, keep your priests within the shelter of your sacred heart, where none may touch them. Keep unstained their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep unsullied their lips, daily purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and unearthly their hearts, sealed with the sublime mark of the priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit, and may the souls to whom they minister be their joy and consolation here and in heaven their beautiful and everlasting crown. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.44 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is going to be a chilly one out there, so got a frost advisory in effect for overnight tonight. Then tomorrow night into the morning, a freeze watch. So that's how chilly it's going to be. Right now, patchy fog. May see a little sunshine later today. Just 52 degrees, your high. Down to 37 overnight tonight. Tomorrow, patchy frost, sunny, 52. And then Friday night, <laughs> down to 33. Burr. Yeah, so uh, get uh, get the uh, I, the flannel sheets, I think. I'm getting some, yeah, yeah. my long pajamas on for sure. And socks. <laughs> yes, Currently 43 degrees at St. Stanislaus Catholic Church in Portland. And 45 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. You are invited with so many others in the area on a journey. And it's a journey to wholeness as we enter into the heart, face the pains and wounds within, and allow Christ's divine love to bring the healing we ardently desire. Healing the Whole Person, three-day conferences are led by renowned speakers and authors, Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidlin, and Bart Schutz. Now, with a uniquely engaging format, they will help you see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, and personal reflection. Now, Healing the Whole Person takes place only four times a year in pair settings across the United States. And we have the unique opportunity to host this event in November at Our Lady of Lebanon Church in Happy Valley. Joining me this morning to share her experience about this conference and how it's affected her from her previous attendance, it is Sarah Hanley. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend today. You're so welcome. It's very a great blessing to be here. First, Sarah, I want to ask, the the conference itself is coming up November 30th to December 2nd. How great of an opportunity is this for people in the area to have the ability to go to this conference for the weekend right here in our area? It's an amazing opportunity, you know, because it's just only offered, like you said, four times a year and all over the country. So to have it right here, you know, in Portland locally, um, you know, to cut down on the travel, but also to be able to go with our fellow brothers and sisters that we go to church with that is in our community um, is just a huge blessing and opportunity, a great chance for the Holy Spirit to do some work, you know, just personally, but also in our entire archdiocese. And I, that's just a great point of excitement for me to be able to have this with the people that I, I love and care about in attendance with me. Um, I think that's going to, going to just bear so much fruit. 
Sarah, people hear, oh, healing the whole person. And people go, well, I, I mean, I feel fine. There's, I've got n- no issues. Why would I spend the money and the time to go listen to them? And perhaps, though, that they might be right, but they don't always know. Now, you've had some great experience. You attended the conference many years ago, and it really had an effect in your own life. Can you just share with our listeners your experience of attending the conference and what were some of the fruits that came out of that? Sure. Yes. I um, I attended eight years ago up in Seattle, and um, it, was, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also is something that I, I draw from so regularly still. And I was kind of in the same boat. I, I didn't have you know, physical ailments, but my, my heart and my spirit, they were what was sick, you know, and, and a lot of people, they do ask, you know, like, well, I, you know, I don't need physical healing, at least not that I'm aware of, but there's, there's so many things under the surface. And even if, if you don't register as needing, you know, a spiritual or emotional healing, I I always challenge, well, don't you at least want to be in greater communion with God? And that's that's a fruit of this conference as well is just coming into more more wholeness with him. So for me, you know, I went very nervous, um, very afraid of being condemned, and very skeptical about what I was going to take away from this conference. And it became clear very quickly that God wanted to show me His heart and work on mine. And I remember. Um, one of the opportunities for confession, the priests, the, the priests were kind of scattered around the church that, that, that this was at. And there was like a ray of light on this one priest. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm supposed to go to him. And I just felt this like, no, no, it's not the priest. Look up. And above the priest was a big statue of the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm. And it was just this, I want you to come to my heart. And that's what happened for me throughout the conference, through the talks you know, the journaling, the adoration, you know, looking at things that, you know, I hadn't looked at, I hadn't realized were connected or impacting decisions I was making and, and, you know, habits that I had formed, uh, lies I was believing, things I had told myself. Um, So kind of hearing all of this for the first time in something based, you know, in the gospel and in the catechism, you know, not, not overly emotive, you know, not anything that you would question, but just coming to know the person of Jesus, having him come alive and getting a better understanding of the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the relationship that we're all meant for. And on the last day of the conference, it really hit home for me that all this time, everything that I had been through, you know, I didn't get a why for why I had gone through each trial, but I was finally able to see that I didn't go through them alone, that Jesus was there defending me and protecting me, and being with me in everything. And I was finally able to believe with my whole heart that I had value. I I meant something. I was loved. And not just by anybody, but by God himself. And that was huge for me. It was absolutely huge because it was something that I never believed before. I always thought, you know, oh, everybody else is lovable. Everybody else can be healed, you know. Um, this, that, and the other. I, I never could see the value I had just for being. I had always associated my value with what I could do, what I had accomplished, you know, the, all these other things, except for just, I am Sarah and I am loved. 
And I walked away from that conference knowing that very, very deeply. And I remember I had this just exuberant joy like I had never experienced before. I could have danced down the street and not mm. cared. <laughs> you know, I was just, it was very freeing. And it was just this outpouring of joy and confidence and assurance um, that really guided me through, you know, the, the next several years of my life. And I, I'm just very firmly convinced that it, this experience enabled me to say yes to the vocation of being a wife and being a mother because it, it reopened my heart. My heart had been closed in so many ways. So even though I didn't have the physical manifestations, my heart was really, really sick and needed needed healing and, and to be restored. Oh, to, to feel that kind of just that reckless abandon to God's love and just allow him to fill you up. I could just in my own man, mind see you just you know, dancing down that aisle, Sarah, that is a beautiful, <laughs> just such a, a beautiful image. And Sarah, the, the thing that you pointed out in your discussion, which it, it seems to me that while people would go, oh, the physical healing, that would be the greater, you know, miracle of it. But in reality, the deeper, truer healings, those are the ones that take take place spiritually. That then, you know, if that part is right, then whatever physical ailments we have, well, then those have their place. But those deep spiritual healings, we don't always know or even recognize that they're there. And this conference is a great way to kind of recognize that and and weed those out, so to speak. Let God get into those those parts of our own heart that we don't dare dive into. Definitely, definitely. And there's more and more, you know, evidence that those deep spiritual and emotional ailments fuel so much of our of our physical infirmities. Um, it is recommended that uh, to read the book Be Healed in advance of the conference. And there's um, several chapters dedicated to to those facts, you know, that that's why the whole person needs to be treated, because they're so often just looking, you know, symptom after symptom, never fully being able to, to cure an ailment, because the whole person isn't addressed, isn't addressed. And a lot of times, anger, unforgiveness, you know, depression, envy, those things that just clog up our hearts and our spirits is what really are the underlying causes of the symptoms that, that do manifest. So being able to be healed of those spiritual things, you know, can facilitate physical healing immensely. And that's, you know, a lot of the miracles that are seen, the physical doesn't happen until the spiritual does. And that's mm. just, it's incredible how God works that way. Sarah Hanley is joining me today. She's just bearing witness and she is part of the organizing team that is bringing the Healing the Whole Person Conference. It is coming up at Our Lady of LeVang Catholic Church, November 30th to December 2nd. Sarah, I've appreciated so much what we've been talking about today. And there's more I want to talk to you about, especially some of the logistics about what is going to be coming up. I am already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Yes, I would be happy to. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. So the second half of this interview coming up in our next segment, but then... 
We're going to have a giveaway. Yeah. The Archdiocese of Portland has been generous to offer another ticket. The full conference, the Healing the Whole Person Conference, and the Day of Equipping. So as soon as the second half of our interview is over, we're going to go right into that giveaway. So stick around. All right. That's going to be coming up. Uh, right, what are we at? About uh, seven About or eight? Ten? Yeah, after news. All right, right here on Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio, and wait till you hear about the new resort opening up in Las Vegas. What? Pretty amazing. All right. That's coming up. And just when Oregonians got used to pumping their own gas, a petition is looking to repeal the new law. I'm going to have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. It's always said that you are who you surround yourself with. Saint Ched did exactly that. Not only did he and his three brothers all become saints, many of his inspirational role models were also later canonized in the early church. How could someone surrounded by so much holiness not strive for it themselves? Ched began as a Benedictine monk in England of the year 653, where he met another future saint, Aidan of Lindisfarne. Brother Ched began studying as a spiritual student under Aidan and credited his teachings for the powerful discernment and strong faith. It was also from Aidan that Ched learned from the Celtic Rites, a liturgical practice that originated in Britain and Ireland recognized by Rome. In the year 653, Ched was sent by King Oswiu of Northumbria, along with three other priests, to evangelize in the Midlands of England and again in the East Saxon. His missionary efforts led him victorious with new and renewed faiths alike. Within no time, Father Ched was ordained the Bishop of East Saxons by Aidan's predecessor, Finan of Iona. Yep, you guessed it, another future saint who had come to carry the torch for Ched. For the next few years, 
Bishop Chad would go on to establish many churches and monasteries throughout Bradwell-in-the-Sea and Tilbury, serving as the head abbot in Lastingham. It wouldn't take long before he was called to action. There began to arise some concerns about the differences in liturgical calendars between the Celtic and Roman rites. A gathering was called to settle the dispute, and the Synod of Whitby gathered in the year 664. The crazy part? Those gathered couldn't understand each other. Unlike the Tower of Babel, the Synod ended in a peaceful resolution with the help of Bishop Ched interpreting everyone fairly. Everyone walked away understanding their neighbor, even if they didn't share the same language. Bishop Ched and everyone gathered came to accept the Roman celebration of Easter, putting the huge dispute to rest, for now. Once the Synod was complete, Bishop Ched retired to his monastery in Lastingham, but soon fell ill of the plague and died months later. Throughout the plague, people would juggle between Christianity and paganism, only to be finally restored to Christianity with the guidance of Ched's predecessor. In the end, St. Ched wasn't the one who necessarily brought about the total conversion of the Essex or Midland, but he did play a huge role in it. And what was more important is that he had an amazing fraternity throughout his life whom he chose to surround himself with. May we too surround ourselves with those we aspire to be like and challenge us to become who God is calling us to be. St. Ched, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Representative Mike Johnson, a 51-year-old Louisiana Republican, was elected Speaker of the House on Wednesday afternoon in a 220 to 209 vote that came as a surprise to many. After nearly three weeks of angst in the House of Representatives following the ousting of former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans Republicans unanimously voted in favor of Johnson taking the gavel. During his first address as Speaker, Johnson, who is a practicing Christian, stated his belief that all authority is granted by God and that leaders have a responsibility to those they govern. Relatively unknown to the public until now, Johnson has represented Shreveport and the western portion of Louisiana since 2017. Oregon's Department of Corrections has a new leader, and it's a name that is very familiar with law enforcement circles. Governor Tina Kotek has appointed Mike Reese as the department's new director. Reese served as Portland's police chief from 2010 to 2015 when he retired as one of the longest-serving police chiefs in the city. Reese went on to become Multnomah County Sheriff in 2016. His term concluded at the end of 2022. Reese's career in law enforcement began at 1989 as a deputy for the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office. He joined the Portland Police Bureau in 1994 and served there until he retired as police chief. He didn't stay retired, however, winning the office as sheriff soon after. Reese will be overseeing 12,000 inmates across its 12 prisons as the director of Oregon's Corrections Department. 
The Vatican on Tuesday announced that Pope Francis has authorized the promulgation of a decree recognizing a miracle attributed to an 18th century Argentinian religious sister, having paving the way for her to become the first Argentine saint. The Holy See said in a press release that Francis met with Cardinal Marcelo Samararo, Prefect of the Dicastery for the Causes of Saints, authorizing the Dicastery to issue the decree. Vatican News noted that Maria Antonia, effectively known, affectionately known as Mama Antula, was the founder of the House for Spiritual Exercises in Buenos Aires. Now, CNA Spanish language news partner reported that the Catholic Church in Argentina experienced a historic day of immense joy upon learning of the Holy Father's announcement. The Holy House of Spiritual Exercises proudly posted on Facebook of the first Argentine saint while wishing that her holiness be an impulse for the evangelization of our homeland. Well, it's been a while since the iconic strip in Las Vegas has seen the opening of a big, glitzy new property. But come December, the $3.7 billion Fontainebleau Las Vegas will welcome visitors from around the globe. So Fontainebleau Las Vegas is the sister property of Fontainebleau Miami Beach, a sprawling landmark that opened in 1954 and is widely regarded as America's first destination resort. Fontainebleau brings major name recognition and is the first new resort on the Strip since Resorts World opened in 2021. So the new property sits on 25 acres at the north end of the Strip. It will have over 3,600 rooms, including 76 luxury suites that will occupy the top five floors of the 67-story tower. They will include billiard tables, wellness rooms, custom Italian bedding, and so much more. So the published rates, and these are called the Fleur de Lis Suites, starting at, this is right up your alley, Brenda, Okay, $5,000 a night. Oh, sign me up. Uh, count me in, huh? <laughs> uh, they actually have rooms for uh, $300 okay. per night as well. So... Uh, I wonder what their thing is going to be. Like, you know, like uh, there's a, what is it? The um, Venetians got the canals right. on the inside and the Bellagio's got that big water fountain. One used to have a pirate ship, mm, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Treasure the Paris, Island. The Treasure Island. And then there's one that has the Eiffel Tower. Right. So I wonder what the thing is that's going to be at this hotel, because uh, I'm sure there is one. A big tower. A big tower, a big that's tower. for sure. 65 stories. I, I just want to be able to say, I'm, say, I'm staying at the Fontainebleau. Oh, <laughs> you say that so well. Thank you. Well, just when you thought it was safe to get out and pump your own gas, <laughs> yeah. less than three months after Oregon drivers got the okay to pump their own gas, a new initiative is pushing to reverse that. And if there's enough support, the decision could be in the hands of the voters in November of 2024. It's a big move from one of the state's largest labor unions. UFCW Local 555 filed an initiative petition Wednesday to reinstate a ban on self-serve gas in Oregon with attendant jobs cited as one of their concerns. One of the goals of the petition is to put the decision of who should be pumping the gas, attendants or drivers, 
in the hands of the voters next November. The ban on self-serve gas was repealed through a bipartisan bill in this year's legislative session, allowing stations to have both self-serve and fuel attendant options. When it comes to the potential vote to reinstate a self-serve gas ban on the ballot in November of 2024, the union would need to get more than 117,000 signatures mm. by July of 2024. All right. And what they're finding, according to the union, is that not that there's been a layoff of gas attendance, but gas stations aren't filling behind open positions when somebody leaves. Oh, okay. And so it's reducing, they said, the number of available jobs. We, so we didn't vote on this. It was just no, a bill? Just the bill that passed I'm through the legislative. Yeah. System, so all right. Well, you're pumping your own gas. We'll see. Uh, I have several times. Okay. Now it was in sunny, nice weather. <laughs> <laughs> Looking it's... outside right now, I'd be in the full serve line yeah. too. So well, we'll see what happens. Uh, in sports, University of Portland men's soccer team continues to roll. Last night on the bluff, the ninth-ranked Pilots had no problem with Gonzaga, blanking the Bulldogs 5-0. With the win, Portland matched a program record with 27 straight home games without a loss. Pilots improved to 10-3 and overall, 3-1 and in West Coast Conference action. Portland now heads to L.A. to take on Loyola Marymount on Saturday evening. NFL Thursday Night Football tonight has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Buffalo Bills. That kicks off at 5.15 on Prime Video. Tampa 3-3 three and three on the season. The Bills 4-3. and three. Both teams coming off a weekend loss. And Trailblazers down in L.A. last night for their regular season opener fell to the Clippers 123-111. to Amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war in the Holy Land, Pope Francis has called for a day of prayer and fasting on Friday. At the end of his general audience on October 18th, Pope Francis said the 27th will be a day of penance to which I invite sisters and brothers of the various Christian denominations, those belonging to other religions, and all those who have at heart the cause of peace in the world to join in as they see fit. A prayer vigil will take place at 6 p.m. in St. Peter's Square, where the faithful will join the Pope to participate in an hour of prayer in a spirit of penance to implore peace in our time and peace in the world. And here are several ways that we can all take part in this day. You can attend Mass if your local parish is already planning to have a Mass for this day of prayer for the Holy Land. Consider attending. You can make a holy hour. The tradition of a holy hour goes back to 1674 when Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and instructed her to spend an hour every Thursday meditating on his suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. Typically, a holy hour is done in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. However, it can be done at any time, anywhere. Pray the Rosary. As many of the saints have said, the rosary is a powerful weapon and dedicate a rosary for peace in Israel and in Palestine. You can't fast tomorrow, and it is a Friday. Mm -hmm. When fasting, the church allows people to eat one full meal as well as two smaller meals that together are not equal to one full meal and dedicate that to peace in the Holy Land. And then lastly, similar to the rosary, you can pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Given by Jesus to St. Faustina Kowalska, the chaplet is prayed with a rosary and only takes just really a few minutes. Many Catholics recite the chaplet at 3 p.m. because it is known as the hour of great mercy as we remember Christ's death on the cross 
at 3 p.m. on Good Friday. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Next Wednesday at 9 a.m. is the All Saints Day Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. The retreat master is Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny. $40 per person includes a wonderful lunch. Please register in advance by phone or online. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, coming up, Brenda continues her interview on Healing the Whole Person Conference. And then... As soon as that interview is over, when David, you and I come back, we're going to give away a set a ticket to that great event. All right, stick around. we got the forecast coming up. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Dei Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Monterey Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at MonterreyRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. 
And it is 814 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a lot of fog out there, at least where we're at right now. There is patchy fog in the forecast this morning, then partly sunny skies. High of 52 degrees today, then partly cloudy overnight where we have a frost advisory. Temperatures drop to around 37 degrees and then uh, more sun tomorrow. Still kind of chilly, 52. Then Friday night into Saturday, a freeze watch. Going to get down to 33. <gasps> David, you're not allowed to do weather anymore. <laughs> That's, That's cold. But clear. Okay. Cold and clear. Currently it is 41 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. And 43 degrees at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. And I'm back with Sarah Hanley. Sarah is joining me today to talk about the wonderful event coming up. It is the Healing the Whole Person Conference, November 30th to December 2nd. It's going to be at Our Lady of Levain Church. It is surely going to be a wonderful event. A nationally known speaker, Dr. Bob Schutz. Sister Miriam James Heidland and Bart Schutz joining in in this unique opportunity to let your whole body, mind, body, and spirit be healed at this great conference. Sarah, thank you so much for staying with me today. Oh, you're you're most welcome. It's a great blessing to be here. So Sarah, again, talking about this incredible opportunity, you know, for those who are maybe thinking and ready, like I, I want to do this in your experience by what you experienced eight years ago, is there something that people can do to maybe set their minds in the right space to hear what is happening and maybe ways that they can prepare their heart for what they're about to experience that weekend? Yes, definitely. Um, Be- Reading Be Healed, that, that is the book um, that Dr. Bob Schutz wrote that this particular conference is based off of. And there's a lot of questions in there um, that encourage you to look at the things he's talking about very deeply. If you aren't interested in reading the book at this time, don't think you're going to have time to read the, to read the book, that's fine too. Um, I would encourage trying to carve out at least half an hour a week of dedicated prayer time and sitting, whether you can go to an adoration chapel, that would be great sitting in church or even, you know, in a quiet space in your home and just praying, you know, asking the Holy spirit to come and illuminate the parts of your heart that you really need God's tender touch, you know, to really show the things that you you've been holding on to that God really wants to, to work with you on and just to ask for that illumination and the, the vulnerability and, and the peace to give him those things. Because if you can come in, you know, kind of knowing the things that you want to offer and work on and surrender, that, that would be very fruitful. Of course, you know, God can also just say, well, you thought it was this, but here you go once you get there um, and go the other way. But I think really trying to clear out some of the distractions, some of the noise of the world in the weeks leading up and trying to get to that place where you can easily dialogue with the Holy Spirit in your heart, um, becoming aware of those things that um, that could use the attention uh, during your time at the conference. I think that would be very prudent. Oh, I, absolutely perfect. And Sarah, as you had said, too, to recognize that God can heal every one of us, right? Each and every one of us that attends to be open to it. And yes, God can work even in the hardest of hearts. And it's going to be a great and rare opportunity to have this in our area. 
Sarah, as part of the organizing team, there is a lot going on for this event already. A thousand people have decided to take that step and be healed. Uh, Our Lady of LeBanc can hold close to 2,000 people. So there is plenty of room for people who want to join in. They can sign up. Tell our listeners some of the logistics about where they can go in person, some of the satellite uh, campuses and uh, even live stream options. Yes, there's there's many opportunities to attend. You know, obviously, it would be wonderful to have Our Lady of Levang filled with people. You know, it is, I think, about 2,000. That would just be so incredible. It would be like a new Pentecost. I mean, oh, my gosh, that would just be such such a grace-filled experience. Um, so it would be great to have people come in person. Um, but there are other options. There's uh, St. Alice down in Springfield is having a Spanish satellite location. So it'll be the live stream of the event um, instantaneously translated into Spanish with Spanish materials and everything. Um, so that'll be down at St. Alice in Springfield. That's just a wonderful opportunity for the Spanish speaking population. And then there's a few other um, satellite sites throughout the state. If there's people who are not able to travel such a great distance to Happy Valley And then there is the live stream option as well that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. Um, If you're, you know, not able to travel or a little hesitant about being in a group of potentially 2000 people, or perhaps even want to work through it uh, at maybe a little bit slower of a pace. um, There's, there is the live stream option as well. Um, So lots of different ways for people to, to be a part of this. Well, again, it's sure to be a wonderful experience. I know that, well, it's just a little over a month away, so it's going to be just a really exciting and very busy time for you, Sarah, as the finishing touches are put together for the conference. And I really appreciate you spending time today to talk more with us about it. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And again, that is Sarah Hanley. Now, she is joining me today to talk about the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Again, it's coming up November 30th to the 2nd. I will be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview that will have all the information that Sarah just talked about, about the main campus, the satellite and Spanish language, satellite places, the live stream event, and also the name of the books and ways that you can prepare for the event. And you're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 821 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend on this chilly Thursday morning. So this is going to be a really big conference. Our Lady of Levang Church in Happy Valley. I think it holds up to like 2,000 right. people. Right, and as Sarah said, they already have over 1,000 yeah. people signed up to attend this. It's only going to grow this month as people's schedule starts opening up and they see that they are available. So... Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. But now, here's the key. We've got tickets. We have a ticket that will get you into the full conference all days, plus the additional day of equipping. So it is quite a generous package. So that ticket is going to be made available through the Archdiocese. We're going to give it away right now. All right. I love it. So here we go. We're going to take the second caller here for the ticket. Here's the number. 888-823-5278. That's 
That is 888-823-5286. Call now. Win the ticket. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. We are following up a fabulous evening on October 17th of philanthropy, service, and fun at the Champions of Faith Benefit Dinner. If you didn't get a chance to donate in support of our youth, you can still do so at CYOCampHoward.org. Registration is still open for CYO winter sports of swim and basketball. Grade schoolers, now is your chance to experience the excitement and joy of participating in these two sports together with your teammates. High school students, we still have a few openings left for basketball. Excitement, team play, and the fun of building your skills also awaits you once you sign up. And we still need a few more basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. Thank you to our parents, coaches, volunteers, camp counselors, and donors who have helped make our faith-building programs what they are today. Jesuit High School invites all interested students and families to attend an open house on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 4 p.m. Jesuit High School, located on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland, is a Catholic college preparatory school in the Ignatian tradition that serves students from all backgrounds from grades 9 through 12. Jesuit strives to form women and men for others who are people of compassion, conscience, and competence. Register at jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 at Mater Day Radio. We got a winner. Uh, yes, congratulations to Don. He is a parishioner at St. Luke's Catholic Church in Woodburn. He is the winner of that ticket to Healing the Whole Person Conference. All right, very good. Congratulations. Uh, coming up in the news, the search continues for a mass shooter in Maine. And strong words from Pope Francis, who called, It is a scandal to see lots of lace on priestly vestments. I'll have more of that story coming up for you in news. Here is the Vigil Project, Always Faithful. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Before you split the sea, you were leading me. Oh, cause your love is sure. Before you break the dawn, you chase darkness with the sun, oh, cause your love is sure. 
The Vigil Project, always faithful. It is 8.30 right here, Mater Day Radio. And in your news, at least 18 people were killed in a mass shooting at a restaurant and bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine on Wednesday night, according to multiple law enforcement sources. And officials say over a dozen more people were injured. Lewiston is the state's second largest city in Maine and is about 36 miles north of Portland, Maine. An intensive manhunt is underway for a known suspect, and police are asking residents to shelter in place. The mass shootings happened at Schmenegi's Bar and Spare Time Recreation. Spare Time is the bowling alley. Photos released by law enforcement as they searched for the suspect showed a man with a hooded sweatshirt and a black rifle with what appeared to be a scope attached. The violence added to the list of 565 mass shootings reported across the U.S. this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. So we mentioned earlier, too, that all of the schools in that area are closed today, including Portland, Maine, as they search for the suspect. Pope Francis denounced clericalism and called it a scandal to see young priests buying lace vestments at tailor shops in a strongly worded speech to the Synod on Synodality on a Wednesday. Speaking to an assembly of hundreds of Synod members on October 25th, the Pope said that when clerics overstep their roles and mistreat the people of God, they disfigure the face of the church with macho and dictatorial attitudes. Pope Francis described the faithful people of God as patiently and humbly enduring the scorn, mistreatment, and marginalization of institutionalized clericalism. The Pope made his speech during the final week of the nearly month-long Synod Assembly, where he listened to the interventions of cardinals, bishops, priests, religious sisters, and the lay people speaking about synodality and their experiences in the church. The Pope added that he was pained to find that some parish offices offer price lists for sacramental services like Supermarket of Salvation, where priests act as mere employees of a multinational company. Either the church is the faithful people of God, he said, on the way, holy and simple, or it ends up being a business offering a variety of services. The multi-state salmonella outbreak has caused at least 73 illnesses across 22 states, including 15 hospitalizations, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The CDC has issued a food safety alert for certain diced onion products from Gill's Onions, that's Gill spelled G-I-L-L-S, Gill's Onions, that have been linked to the outbreak, and the company has issued a voluntary recall. People should not eat or serve the recalled onions or foods made with the onions. Products include some lots of diced yellow onions, diced celery and onions, diced mirepoix, and diced red onions. The affected lots had used by dates between August 8th and August 28th, and they're no longer being sold in the stores. But the CDC recommends checking freezers and refrigerators for any of these products so they can be thrown out or returned. CDC's website shows three people in Oregon sickened by the onions, 17 in California, and one in Idaho. Idaho. Didn't see any if in, in, were in Washington. Okay. But still, Gill's onions, if you bought any, check them. Time check to the get date. them out. Yeah. 
With the temperatures dropping and more frequent rainfall, the road work season is coming to an end. With it, one of the higher profile projects, the addition of a third lane to State Highway 14 in Vancouver, that is wrapping up for this season and will return next spring. Over the past few months, the Washington State Department of Transportation's contractor crew completed most of a noise wall. The final panel will be placed next week, widening the north side of the highway. They laid the first layer of asphalt, removed the temporary barrier on the north side, and restriped the westbound Highway 14. In addition to final paving, next year's work includes installing guardrails, final striping, and installing permanent signs like the electronic signs that will indicate when the part-time shoulder is open to traffic. Now, the $28 million project is on schedule. It is expected to wrap up next summer. Once the project is complete, drivers will be able to use that stretch of shoulder on westbound Highway 14 during peak times, marking the first non-bus instance of shoulder driving in Clark County. Hmm. Glad to see that that temporary wall is taken down. It, those are so close to the road. Yeah. And I just always feel a little squirrely when you're driving so close to that wall. I'm glad to hear that it's done. Uh, it's been a big project for yeah. sure. So I'm trying to remember. I've driven Highway 14, you know, a number of times. Sure. And is it two lanes on both sides? Uh, it it was. Now they have a, uh, when you come off of 205 and you get onto 14, there is a long stretch of a third lane okay. because traffic really backs up there. So there is a third lane there that can be used, but it does shrink to two. On the westbound side, though, it had always been two lanes. All right. uh, and now they, they're giving you that additional lane and maybe a shoulder. I'm not sure exactly what the configurement looks like, but it's it moves traffic and it backs up often. Well, good luck. Okay. I'm glad, glad they're finishing Next up on summer. it. Next summer. Yeah. In sports, the new look Portland Trailblazers opened the regular season on the road last night in Los Angeles. They fell to the Clippers 123-111. to uh, It wasn't the best of starts as the Blazers trailed by as many as 30 points at times. Malcolm Brogdon was the team's leading scorer overall. He came off the bench to finish with 20 points and five assists. Portland's prize draft pick, rookie point guard Scoot Henderson, went scoreless in the first half. He finished with 11 points. Nine of those came in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much out of reach. So the Blazers at home tomorrow night for the regular season home opener. They'll be taking on the Orlando Magic. A plaster statue of Our Lady is on display in St. Therese of Lisieux bedroom in the Martin family home in, in France. Today, this representation of the Mother of God known as Our Lady of the Smile. However, it's merely a reproduction to the statue to which the young woman from Lisieux attributed her recovery on May 13, 1883. For a long time now, the real statue of the miracle has been located in a niche in the wall behind St. Therese's casket at the Carmelite Convent and Shrine in Lisieux. But that statue, too, is in fact a reproduction. We have to go back more than a century before these events to Paris to find the original and now lost model of the famous statue. In the mid-1700s, a parish priest of St. 
Sopis wanted to adorn the chapel with a beautiful representation of the Mother of God. The pious and persevering parish priest wanted the statue to be made of silver. He couldn't afford it. Undaunted, he appealed to the generosity of his parishioners, but with a creative twist. Rather than asking for money, he started collecting their silver cutlery. Whenever he visited the homes of the wealthiest members of his flock, he never left without silver spoons and forks donated by his hosts. Small streams flowing together, those turn into big rivers, and small utensils can become beautiful statues. So for many years, the statue was located in the chapel at the back of his church. Unfortunately, the statue was melted down during the French Revolution. Nonetheless, the statue and the devotion attached to it lives on through its reproductions along with its now popular name, Our Lady of Old Silverware. I love that. I do too. So do you have like real silverware, you know, like silverware? No, I've got some silver plated tea server set that tarnishes the same way, but not real silver like that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That would be. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On November 2nd is the All Souls Day Requiem Mass at St. Agatha's Church here in Portland. Mass will be in English that day at 8.30 a.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. And a traditional Latin Requiem Mass, sung Mass, will be at 12 o'clock noon. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. All right, so Halloween, uh, it's getting very close here. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, it's coming up. So uh, I don't know if you're prepared, you have a costume, you're dressing up. Uh, We're going to talk about that coming up in the second cup. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Atheists claim theists are essentially no different than atheists because we reject gods too, such as Greek and Roman gods. But this is plain absurdity. What's our reason? First, it's an abuse of language. A theist believes in at least one god. An atheist doesn't believe in any god. They're mutually exclusive terms. To say a theist is an atheist to most gods is like saying a married man is a bachelor to most women. Second, it's bad reasoning. To say I'm an atheist because I reject some gods is like saying I'm an anarchist, one who rejects all forms of government because I reject communism and fascism, some forms of government. But that's silly. So the claim that atheists and theists are no different doesn't hold water. I'm Carlo Brusord with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It is 8.43 at Mater Day Radio. I almost brought the gloves in today. It was kind of cold. I, I keep my yeah. gloves on my door in my car, and I thought the same thing yesterday going home. It was so cold in my car. Uh, I know. So anyway, going to be chilly today. Patchy fog this morning, then partly sunny this afternoon, high of 52. Tonight drops down to 37 degrees with a frost advisory in effect. Friday, areas of frost, then sunny High of 52, and then a uh, freeze watch for Friday night into Saturday. Could get all the way down to 33. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a chilly weekend. Mm-hmm. It is currently a chilly 45 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 39 degrees at Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Aloha. Each year the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. He's got to pick this one. He's got to. I don't see how a pumpkin patch can be more sincere than this one. David, you are the most sincere pumpkin lover. Uh, today's National Pumpkin Day. National Pumpkin Day. Don't That's perfect. That? I know it. Uh, like we talked about in the open show, I love all things pumpkin. Now, I uh, got to visit with uh, some friends with their kids last night, and we were talking about their costumes. Oh, and yeah. One was she was going to be Minnie Mouse, mm-hmm. and the other one, let's see here, she had a costume, maybe a hippie or something like that. I can't yeah. remember what she said. So, but even my big kids are really getting into it. Have you ever heard of bounding, like Disney bounding? Mm. That's when grown-ups dress up as a character, but not like with the mask and a big costume, but say they wear like an orange shirt and green pants and look like Goofy. Okay. Kind of that idea. So my son and his girlfriend are going as, uh, they're bounding Wally and Eve from the movie Wally. Yeah. And so yeah. Christian looks like he's like a little like a worker uh, that is mm-hmm. in the same colors of Wally and his girlfriend uh, Mackenzie, she's in all white. All right. A pretty Eve. So nice. there's some great costume ideas. I think my daughter and my granddaughter they're going as a cowgirl and a cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my granddaughter will be the cow and and yeah, they're going to yeah, go yeah, as a fine. little pair. Sure. So people parents are right now and might be spending the weekend trying to get things gathered. Now Many parishes around the area. In fact, Holy Redeemer is one of them. They're going to have a little fall fair this weekend, maybe a trunk or treat, dress up as your favorite saint. What is a trunker? I've seen the signs up for trunk, trunk or, or treat. treat. Yeah. So that means that the the group, say the the parish or the school, the parents gather, they open up their trunks of their car and they line up along the parking lot. They can decorate it a little bit. And then the co- kids can go car to car Instead of trick or treat, uh, they're going to go trunk or I treat. Gotcha. Yeah. So just a fun way yeah. to see that. And That's cool. so, uh, but it wouldn't it be great that if you could cover two birds one stone, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. you get All Saints Day covered with a saint costume. 
Use the same one for Halloween, which is on Tuesday. Weather reports right now show that it looks like it's going to be a clear evening. Yeah, it looks nice. Might be cold, though. Yeah. So let's get ready. So our wonderful friends at Alatea, they've got some ideas for Catholic parents that'll cover both. All right. All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and Halloween. Mm -hmm. Now, you can also do a similar type of kind of bounding or themed Mm -hmm. idea. So if you've got like a little one... Put them in a bumblebee costume mm-hmm. or a little bee costume. They can be St. Ambrose because oh. the bee is associated with St. Ambrose. A puppy can be associated to St. Rock, uh, who is the patron saint of dogs. And a bug costume of any kind can honor St. Gratus, the patron saint of insects. Okay. I mean, that's perfect. So yeah. there's those ideas too. So I thought... That would be cute. Yeah. I would love to see little Bumblebee St. Ambrose's <laughs> kind of buzzing around the area. Right. Now, for the bigger kids may not want to be uh, a, a Bumblebee, so yeah. to speak. Do you remember a costume that you were when you were younger? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to think back. It seems like back in those days when I was a kid, we didn't do costumes as much as we like bought masks. The mask. Just wore a mask. That's it. That was a plastic mask that came with different things, different characters, whatever. Batman were really popular for girls. They had Cinderella's and they were like little plastic masks Mm -hmm. that went along with it. Now, if you just go into your, say, costume bin, what you have and you pull out like, oh, I have a, a sword and a shield. Well, if you Google that, you will know that St. Joan of Arc, St. Martin of Tours, St. George, even St. Michael the Archangel, mm-hmm. all knights, all warriors. Yeah. So real simple. Be Joan of Arc yeah. and be a knight. Or you can be St. Martin of Tours, St. George, who slayed the dragon. Yeah. Knights. Simple. I like that one. Yeah, it's easy. Okay. Uh, if it were my one of my daughters... Every year seemed to be a princess year. I'm going as a princess. Mm-hmm. Well, you can be a princess or a queen on Halloween. And if you wear it to All Saints Day, you would be St. Elizabeth of Hungary. Oh, there you go. Right? St. Margaret of Scotland or St. Hedwig. They were all princesses mm-hmm. or queens. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Great I idea. I that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Grab a tool set. Put a maybe a, a cutout sheet. You can be a, a tool man or a worker mm-hmm. or saint joseph oh hey there yeah how about that i mean great idea people are really creative yeah i like that idea so you just kind of have to be creative one year uh my daughter who said that she was the princess she dressed up for the all saints fair at mm-hmm. saint joseph's and i put her in a black dress black skirt and a black scarf and this hat she did not like it yeah but i said your saint your name is elizabeth so you're saint elizabeth ann seaton uh and then her sister a year and a half older she got to wear the the little indian costume because she was going to be saint kateri tekawitha yeah, right uh yeah she did not like that she had to be in black and her sister was yeah. the indian turns out Elizabeth of Hungary. Ah. You should have dressed her as Elizabeth of Hungary. Right. I think she still holds that against me today. Well, you know, you tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. All right. Well, how about this one, David? I think I've got the perfect costume that you can do yeah. this year. I just remembered one of my costumes, <gasps> by the way. It was very easy to do, given the, the times and things. It was a toga. 
Oh, and I just took a took a sheet. Took a sheet. And it was went perfect. as a toga. Yeah, went a That's toga. That's funny that you say that because if a kid went as a toga, you could be many of the early Christian martyrs like Saint Agatha or Saint Lawrence. Absolutely, they yeah. were toga. They, they did. That's right. <laughs> You're right up the alley. How about this though? This year, see if this sounds about right to you. Nike shoes, mm-hmm. track shoes, yeah, sweatpants, a little T-shirt, a jacket. Put a headband on. Yeah. Would that be a comfortable costume? There you go. That'd you work. Could be good. You could go with an athlete or Blessed Carlo Acutis. Hey, that's right. The Satan tracks you. Yeah. I think that that's sounds a good pretty call. comfortable. Yeah. Now, you might be going up to a, a house or two and people going, yeah, you didn't work very hard and you could go, hey. Hey, look at me. I look at, I'm, I'm Carlo Acutis. What are right. you talking about? That's it. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty amazing sometimes when the cleverness with people's costumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Now, there's some great, I look forward to seeing on Facebook. I've got some different friends. The whole family will take on a theme. Oh, of, see, that's fun. Uh, you know, yeah. like Alice in Wonderland, yeah. and everybody takes on a theme. I also heard of a costume party that happens online where they pick, say, an actor mm-hmm. like. Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then everybody picks a character that that person mm-hmm. was in, in any of their movies. Yeah. Creative. See, that's pretty good. You could, yeah, thinking of actors who have played different roles, who would be perfect actors to like, do that? Like uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks would be perfect. Sure. Uh, you do Forrest Gump? He could be Forrest Gump. Uh, let's see, what well, astronaut, an right? A- you could sure. be an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, you could dress up uh, in a dress, in a wig. Remember his first show? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies, they, that's right. Yeah. He always had to dress as yeah. a woman because they lived in a women's apartment. You could do uh, World War II, Saving Private Ryan. There you go. Yeah. So right? Aren't those be, fun? Yeah, There's fun themes. So I think that would be a, a really fun, uh, fun event to try to do that. So again, the role is go easy on yourselves, mm-hmm. families. It doesn't need to be just some incredibly put together, sewn, custom made piece. Yeah. You know, to be a saint and then to dress up for Halloween can be quite easy to do. We hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen.
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. So this is the time of year when lawn mowing gets kind of tough. Because of the leaves? Well, no, because it, it's continuing to grow, but it doesn't dry out. Because it's so wet. It's so wet. And so I tried mowing it last week, and it was a nice day, kind of warmish. The, it, the grass was still wet because the sun's not that high in the sky. Yeah. So it just doesn't give it an opportunity to dry out. And I noticed it again yesterday. It's like, I got to mow the yard, but it's so wet. So yeah, got to struggle through it. And today, I don't know if it's going to dry out it's, too much. It's pretty rainy. It's, yeah, Maybe well, closer to the weekend, we might be getting... Yeah, possibly. But it's so cold too that again, I just don't know if it'll, it'll really dry. But that's the way it is. Patchy fog today, partly sunny, high of 52 degrees. Cold overnight tonight, low of 37, even colder tomorrow night, 33 for Friday into Saturday. Partly sunny skies, though, so it won't be a bad day, high of 52 degrees. Currently 45 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They, My Feet Are On The Rock. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I can see the clouds rolling.
little rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands Our feet are on the rock On Christ the solid rock I stand All of the ground is sinking sand So stomp your feet and clap your hands As I am they and my feet are on the rock. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you on this National Pumpkin Day. Go out and buy yourself a pumpkin today or go pick one. There you go. Yeah. That's what I've got to do. I've got to go get my pumpkins today. All so right. It's going to be a great day. David, yes. for all of our listeners, they need to tune in tomorrow. It is the Grand Farewell, David, your last broadcast on the Morning Blend. Yes, it is. We are going to have a final exam for you, a culmination of all oh. that you have learned throughout your life. If you do not pass... You don't get to retire, so Ooh. you better cram tonight. Maybe I'll call in sick. <laughs> don't <laughs> nah, come in. I'll be here. Oh, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. A few surprises we have in store. So please tune in tomorrow. Have a blessed day.